So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code CREN at checkout or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, JimCren.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. Jim Cren, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. We're at Talent Network Studios. Here with Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki, producer Josh Folio. Sound engineer, Corey Gale. Social media, Frank Mergia. Executive producer, Dave Settlemeyer. And Wayne, the intern. Man, guys, summer is kicking in the berg. 90 degrees every day. Hot, hazy, humid. The way we like it, right? I'm going to have to think about getting an air conditioner in my place. Holy shit. Yeah. Are you serious? You yeah, don't but have it an stays really cold. I mean, it stays, like, really cool, but, yeah. My God, Johnny. It's like the... Yeah. You're living the, the grapes of wrath or something. What's my, going on? No my, air? Do you have a buggy and <laughs> no horse? Air. I've got a bad water pump on my car. Um, just got <laughs> off a... 11 hour Greyhound bus trip. My God, I'm putting you on fucking kick. Was it Kickstarter? <laughs> Give this man a normal life. Like, well, wait. Wow, John. Yeah, I mean, my Aunt D doesn't have air conditioning. She doesn't like it. Yeah. That's... And she's like 80 some years old. You know, I, mean, I understand that era and all. They're used right. to a certain way and the whole deal. I don't understand that at all. She just doesn't, you know, that's used to what you used to but but you don't have it so nope. how, do you, how do you handle that man well i've only had this apartment for like 10 days so we, ha- we haven't really had the sweltering heat that i'm gonna probably experience so Listen so far me. it's been all right it's i'm gonna right. buy a fan that's where i'm gonna start and then <laughs> i might upgrade to like a window <laughs> air conditioner when <laughs> things get crazy listen to me man I, I didn't have any money till i was 27 years old all of a sudden mr fucking how how do you live with all that <laughs> you know jesus i didn't have hot water till i was 14 but uh <laughs> johnny that's all right man we, we want a deodorant drive for you <laughs> yeah yeah that's like sending cash send, send your deodorant. send your half-used deodorant <laughs> So so this, so we'll what's kick going the show on with Terry? Up. What's going yeah. on with Terry and Wayne? They're doing some sort of mime shit going back. Yo, and forth I'm, I'm sorry, my uh, yeah, my headphones wasn't. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm I'm sitting here. Your headphones like, are out. Yo, on my you. headphones is out, but nobody. Uh, can you even hear me? Do you think it was your head? Yeah, I can. Terry, do you think it was your okay. ears? Your no, hearing? I thought was, I, yo, I thought I was losing it. You know how like when a flashbang goes off and there's like that weird noise. I thought that's what was. I going know. On. I saw you and right Wayne doing like like a mime thing. Wayne's working on some wiring there. I don't know if electrician was in. Down resume. on that plant, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, blo- Wayne the intern blowing a fern. Get <laughs> a picture, Josh, for the website. Uh, yeah. What did you learn on your internship? Well, a lot about plants. <laughs> the funny Poor thing Wayne. is, I'm just I'm just sitting over here like, yo, yeah. I don't know if anything works, and I didn't want to be that dude to play. Hey, could, could we cut this, Johnny? And- you just ruined everything with that man because he did look like he's going down. Huh, Wayne? Move back. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, you look. You look like the plant was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. 
I could see its reflection on his head. I know. Its little stump is up. <laughs> it's funny. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, they don't always start like this. No. <laughs> no, no, no. They Sometimes usually... we have a, a direct, a general direction. It's usually up with people, music, yes, yeah. in a religious prayer. I start with a little prayer. <laughs> yeah. We'll put I, our hands in I'm, together. I'm, I'm hit phoneless. We never yeah. go Why? with... Why? What uh, happened? What? I don't know. Because they're, they're broken. They're not, they, uh, they're not plugged in. We got to find like an adapter. What are, this, is, this room is like four by four. We're back practically on our laps. You guys have headphones on. I swear I was thinking you guys would listen to music because I'm so fucking boring. So I thought you had headphones and you listen to some sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah, and my headphones, I'm just blasting, uh, you know, the new Jay-Z in my yes, head. Yes, as I'm talking. <laughs> Shout out to Jay-Z. So uh, the big story. Uh, well, a couple big stories this week are things to talk about. Sadly, I want to start off with one of my favorite actors of all time. I think you guys would agree, maybe the greatest television actor, it, it, great movie actor, but also uh, The Sopranos were probably the greatest, is probably the greatest television show of all time. James Gandolfini passed away, 51 years old, heart attack uh, in Rome. Tony Soprano, man. We, we lost him. And I started going back and looking at Soprano episodes they're all over on uh, HBO and on demand and all that stuff. And I, I just reminded me how fucking good he was. How fucking good that show was, you know? It was yeah, amazing. And didn't a lot of the writers from that show go Wait, on? Wait, hold on. It looks like Wayne's going down on Corey, the engineer. Yeah. Now, what is going on? <laughs> the man's on his knees for a fucking half hour. Wayne, you okay? It's all right. I'm good, man. You, you don't. I know. It's okay. You're going to hey, get hey, an man, A. Look, man, I don't need the headphones that bad. Yeah, you're going to get an A. It's okay. I, I don't need the headphones that bad, bro. It, it's sh- not crack. You did a no, you, you did, good. You did a you great intern. There's two weeks left. You're good. Don't worry. You don't need that to bump it up. Wayne, the intern, has been a man. He has done so much for us here at No Restrictions. Yes. Well, but yeah, it's okay with the headphones, Wayne. Yeah, 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 we're okay. I, I think Wayne got Sorry, OCD, buddy. yo. No, you're good. Don't worry, man. I know I think, you're not going to sleep. I think he has OCD. He's going to call me at two in the morning. Do this. We Say, have to let him fix these headphones. My or else he's God, gonna I'm going to. Yeah, I'll be at AGH in the emergency room. <laughs> going, what happened? Wayne took sleeping pills. <laughs> he fucked up the headphones. He couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the Sopranos is a really good. Uh, it was a good series. It was. Wait, wait, wait till he's Are we still going? Or yeah, wait, wait. Wayne, now? it's okay, man. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> It's okay. I can't live without the headphones. That's weird. Are you used yeah. to them now? Yeah. I'm used to them now, too. But See, I'm, I'm be, I'm I know be, exactly uh, where you're at because I couldn't no, 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 go no, without the headphones for 24 years I was on. I, at first, when I started, it felt weird, and then I couldn't go without them. And it, But as you do that every day, and you have to turn it up more and more as it goes on, and it fucks your ears up a little bit. Everybody in radio has I'm going to end up like Pete Townsend. Is that Every, what you're saying? Yes, everybody in radio, <laughs> after 10, 12 years, has some form of not tinnitus. I'm looking up kid porn, but just... Oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Not the kid. Any of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's not true. I, I mean, I know it, it... Yeah, it I don't true. think that's, that's true. Uh, well, he said that they found... He was doing research for some kind of... Uh, that's right. He was doing research for some kind of musical he was working on about abused kids or yeah, something. Yeah, him but and Michael seemed, Jackson. Yeah. Research. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete, I'll be over for a research session. Tonight. Oh, man. We're doing research. Could you believe that? He got off with that the research thing, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they did they find. I don't know how incriminating it was. I think But that's... they found pictures. Or yeah, something, something like right? that. Yeah. Yo, didn't Pee Wee Herman and the it's principal from Ferris Bueller do butt naked pictures with kids? 
The I don't principal know. from Ferris Bueller? Yeah, wasn't oh, that? Oh, yeah. That was, that was I, yeah, they, yeah. But they he said it was like artistic, like right. crazy stuff. It was art. Stuff. Because, you know, uh, what, what was it, Wayne? Uh, uh, no, the principal from Ferris Bueller, Jeffrey Jones, he, uh, he actually uh, slept with a 14-year-old boy. Oh, well, that's the Really? Little, yeah. That's Hard crazy. to defend that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You know and a lot taken. about kitty porn. It's like the little rascals or something. <laughs> <laughs> Shots of Darla. Well, wasn't you, the- went right down the, you went right down the list there, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just know a lot of things about a lot of things. It's, it's all good. That's why you're Wayne the intern, We're man. We are just beating him Wayne, up today. Wayne the brain. We He's are going fucking at it. crushing you today, I'm, Wayne. I'm waiting for him to just snap and kill us all. He's looking yeah. into his pedophiles and rolling off all the information. <laughs> we had him going down. We had, I had Wayne in about 10 minutes blowing a, a fern and, and looking at bad pictures of kids. It's and, giving, and, and giving Lamar a French a tug. And giving Lamar a hand job. <laughs> no homo. Our, our fucking engineer. Poor Wayne. The abuse. This is all on tape for the lawsuit when you sue us and you're in therapy. You just, my, my face and John's keep coming up. <laughs> I can't have orgasm. Wayne deserves an A-plus just for dealing with this bullshit today. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So anyway, uh, so Tony Soprano passes away. I love that fucking show. Do you like it? You guys is nuts over that show. I have never seen a full episode of The Sopranos. Really, John? I know, and that's gonna that's a controversial stance. And <laughs> I have a lot of those. I've never seen Die Hard. But is that but, well? It's, it's a whole different world. Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard's cool, man. I love Die Hard. Believe me, I love you know Stallone movies and all the action stuff and Willis movies. But The Sopranos. It's a whole different world, Johnny. It's yeah, a whole different I, league. I've seen than that parts. Stuff. I've seen scenes, and and it looks like a really good show. But I, you know, I've never had HBO, so you'd love it, man. It's beyond good. The guy just engulfs this character of a mob boss, and he's likable. Mm-hmm. And they show it from the very beginning, the very first episode. I didn't point this out. An analyst that I saw on the internet, I agreed with them, but uh, they were talking about the Andolfini, how they complex this character was. The first episode, he had ducks in his pool, and they showed how he cared about the ducks. So here's this ruthless. Uh, mob guys, dark and mean, but yet he loves animals, and they and that's yeah. like a tying. They tied it together in, all, in the entire, uh, what is it, six, seven, seven seasons or whatever it was, six seasons I think. Uh, that that in his existence, he actually whacks this guy Ralphie for killing a horse in the stable. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and it was just intense. A scene in the kitchen, I, I can't remember what it, what year it was, what season, but he's there with Ralphie. And Ralph, he's just, he's just going, you know, what was it, Wayne? Season four. Season four? Yeah, season four is like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode six. <laughs> You're like a computer. I love it. But, uh, it's actually episode nine. He, he's episode <laughs> uh, That is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> 23 minutes into episode nine. <laughs> 23 minutes in? <laughs> well, Ralph, he's in a kitchen or something, and he's going to see about this horse that I guess he burnt the the stable down they were investing in horses and stuff and he just gets pissed about the horse and ralphie goes hey it was just a fucking animal he goes he goes he was still alive and he just beats the shit out of him and kills him right there <laughs> for the horse and that's it was awesome but it's just, yeah yeah that's awesome it gives him uh, it gives just gave him a certain humanity and there's this family guy thing but i loved the way he when he would insert his power my favorite one was this guy richie april first couple of years they had this dude on this guy was the greatest mob actor of all time. He scared the shit out of you on TV. I'm telling you, he looked like a nasty mob dude. Greatest scene when he was undermining Tony. I'll never forget it. 
gets out of prison, Richie, and I guess he comes back to the neighborhood to run things, starts undermining. Tony gets him on a street corner. He goes, hey, Richie. He goes, I know you like the old school, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, you follow the rules. It's all about the rules, right? He goes, yeah. Well, here's rule number one. I'm the motherfucking boss. I just love it. <laughs> well, if anyone has this on DVD. Uh, my dad has every season. I would like DVD. to. Uh, oh, yeah. I'd like to get into it. My, we go, yeah. We, my dad, we'll, did, he loves. Your dad has it? Oh, my dad loves The Sopranos, man. He would watch it like crazy, man. Sopranos, I mean, I think James was a good actor in general. I mean, I know yes. a lot of times we just look at him as Sopranos. I thought he, he overshadowed really himself. Yeah, so I mean, good. even remember, uh, what was the movie he was in? Uh, wasn't he? He was in uh, 8 Millimeter. With uh, Nicolas Cage, probably. And I he mean, played, he's, a, he's uh, a lot of movies. Was it? it was a director or some weird okay. character, but I mean, he's just he just had that energy in a movie where you were just like, wow, this dude is badass. He was in Pelham with Denzel. Uh, he was the mayor of the city, and he he sold it. Yes, I mean, he's real good. The Denzel's Mexican like, with All right, man, we're yeah. going to make this happen. You know, he, it was really good. Uh, you know, they, they did real good. He does, yeah. He movie, had that but, presence, right? I, that's why I guess yeah. that's where his mansion is. You know, hey man, just uh, we'll miss him. Fifty one. That's the sad thing is is how young the guy was. Yeah. You know, that's a lot the, of his career left. Yeah. We're going to miss the, yeah. the second arc of his career. That's too bad. It is. I would have loved to see the second arc of his career, especially like if he continued to play like that whole mob role and if they came up with like a, a newer mob movie and he was like the older guy. Yes. Kind of like how uh, Marlon Brando was, you know, with The Godfather. Oh, right. I, I think that would have been cool to see him. Because I like seeing actors that were something when they were younger, mm-hmm. and then you know when you see them in that old, a little more state, seasoned and everything. Yeah. Well, you know what, Terry? Think about awesome. the end of The Sopranos, which everybody this past week after past that came up in conversation. I was at the cigar house in Brooklyn, and these guys we're all talking. They go, "Hey, that ending." Three people said it sucked. One person said they loved it. Uh, I jumped in and thought I liked it. Uh, it. I didn't like it at first, but later on, I understood. Why they've got this fade to black, John? You don't know this. But yeah, I heard the I heard very it. last episode. Yeah, you think he's going to get whacked? He's in a diner. They show a car pulling up. There's three, four people that could be whacking him, possibly in a yeah. diner. This guy walks in the diner. He's sitting with his family eating, but you think he's going to get just get shot in the head or something? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, fade. It just goes black, blank. And I thought, shit, my cable's out. Uh, <laughs> right? A lot of people thought, did. Yeah. Yes. And that that was the ending. People were so pissed off. Yeah. About that. But, what do you did you like it? Did you, did you, I think what'd your dad think too? My dad, he, I mean, I guess he was cool with the ending. He was like kind of okay, like that, with like it. Yeah, ah, yeah kind of pissed. I think it was really good, man, because I mean, there's so many ways that you can interpret that ending. Uh, you can interpret it as you know that's what happens when you do die. You just you know he oh, got okay, whacked, and you could just that that's what he yeah. saw. Yeah, like just imagine it through his perspective of yo, I see someone walking in, and this is it for my life, and boom. I just fade to black or it could be that you know a lot of times these uh people that create these um shows and movies they like us to have be able to create our own ending for Maybe a lot Chase of these things. Maybe Chase was doing so, that, huh? Just what you just said, yeah, you can I mean, create our own ending kind of thing. But I, I mean, kind of I want to say it might be from the perspective of let's say uh Tony did die and mm-hmm. you know th- when you die we don't know what happens in the afterlife. I mean for all we know it could just go blank and that's it. It also we kept it open. It kept it open too, Terry, for yeah. uh, him to come back and do a movie, or to continue it in some right. way. Yeah. And that's why another thing we said: the second arc of his career. Well, I think we the reason people him. were upset was that uh, you know I think um, people are bloodthirsty. You know they want to see, they want to, they want to know for sure. They want the, closure. Yeah, they want some closure. <laughs> They'd like to have a little. 
shoot them up right there at the diner, and yeah. they're denied that. It's so. something with our fascination in, in America and this country with with the mob and everything. And that it's very you know it, it's interests us obviously. We, you know we we watch that you know that whole thing. But you know why I think it takes our mind off of the reality of things that go on that are almost surreal. For instance, the story, the other big story that's going to be for the next few months, Aaron Hernandez, the tight end for the Patriots. They found a guy <laughs> dead a mile from his house. They found out it was his fiance's sister's boyfriend, I believe, I think. And there was a car that he rented parked in the vicinity of the body. Now you know a lot. You know you must have read a lot of. Oh yeah, I'm fascinated. Johnny, please, you know more yeah. than I. I Take don't know it. that I do. I don't no, know that I do. Give me an idea what you. Think. I know. Tell, what, tell everybody what, here's what, what the story is. He, uh, well, he's there's two gun things with him. Okay. One, he maybe may or may not have accidentally shot a guy in the <laughs> face. Okay. Well, no, no, no. He shot him. Wait, it's it, all alleged. Too. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> he shot the the gun went off like Plexigo, but didn't shoot him. Instead, it bounced and shot his boy in the uh, arm. And then and it up. came up out of his eye. What? So I don't know if he had a twenty two, if that was the gun, and it bounced around in his arm. Because, you know, twenty two bullets, if you shoot someone, like I could shoot you in the foot and it might come out of your chest. It's like a Chris Angel trick. Yeah, it's crazy because it bounces around on bone until it could come out. So I'm not sure if he got shot in the arm and then it popped out of his eye and that's what he had. Or if the gun just, like, blasted this direction and went in the guy's eye, but yeah, that's they were wow. arguing outside of a of a strip club or whatever, or in the car outside. This of was a, a while ago, lot. though. That was a while ago. Now yeah. the new thing is that a uh, a body was found about a mile from his house in a in a neighborhood that they don't normally find bodies in, <laughs> and uh, the body was next to a car that he had rented in his name that was just abandoned next to the. So in the ensuing days, wow. uh, he hired a cleaning crew to completely clean the inside of his house and uh, do a full cleaning. And then he took his uh, the surveillance stuff that he has, completely erased all the time-stamped things from his, uh, his house, which, which really looks bad. I mean, uh, in, yeah. the, yeah, in the aftermath mm-hmm. of a dead body it's- and you're erasing you know, your surveillance yeah. stuff, it seems like this guy is... It, if he didn't do it, he's definitely involved. He's painting a picture, <laughs> or he's definitely obstructing justice by, you know, hampering their investigation. If he's protecting a friend of his, or he got someone to kill, well, he's he's involved big time. Because it's all alleged, obviously. But think about this here, like you said, Johnny. Why would you do that when you know the guy who is dead? Okay, wouldn't you just keep everything for the police to help? Right. Like, you right. pissed if if. If you're not guilty, yeah. Some friend yeah. of yours, you know, is de- in a It looks there. really, really bad. Unless you're trying wow. to protect somebody that's that's close to you. You know what I mean? Like that, like you said. Or himself. Yeah. It was like a friend or a family member he's trying to protect. Right. Or it could be Are himself. they saying it's him? The, what you read? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's, this is like the Ray Lewis situation. You know, it's funny. Ray, Ray Lewis tweeted. Uh, I don't know if you read the tweet. Uh, Lewis tweets. Uh, he said, "Right on, man." He based well, you know, and he said it was something like the tweet. I the tweet that I read it was uh, many. It was something about you know, hang in there, Aaron Hernandez or Aaron Hernandez. My prayers are with you and blah 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 or something like that. And I'm thinking, what about the family that they they do to got shot? You know, he's like totally just all Aaron. You know. Oh man, he said prayers are with you, proven to or innocent till proven guilty. But that, nothing about the, the guy who got shot or his family. But 
you know. Hernandez is going to have to talk to Ray Lewis and O.J. Simpson, like, yes. do a visit or something, because he's going to, if he wants to get away with this shit. I mean, like, <laughs> Ray uh, Ray Lewis, you see how much he turned to God after that, and, you know, he says some things <laughs> here and there where you're like, yo, I think you're telling us. I'm telling he's you, like, man. I'm, you're right. I'm innocent. The, the courts proved me innocent. God got my side. God yes. got my back. You know, that's so funny because after the whole deal, you're right, man. It got to the point where it was like, Ray, you had 22 tackles. God made the tackles. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. That, that's like, remember like Holyfield back in the day used to do that? Oh, my God. Was, I loved it. Was, it. I was, uh, yeah, it was always yes. like he was always saying God was the reason he was. They'd be like, so, Holyfield, uh, what was it like in the 12th round? You know, well, God talked to me and told me I needed uh, to, you know, <laughs> knock him the hell out. And, um, you know, I hit him with like 12 punches in the faith because uh, God told me and God gave me the energy that I needed for the 12th round because God is the man and God God told me what I needed to do to, to, to kill that man and the good guy's like alright that's enough alright what about boxing <laughs> you gotta see these old interviews on, I love those on interviews. YouTube they're so funny and it's always like yeah you know third round God said here here's the energy for the tougher cut knock him out and I hit him and he <laughs> fell to the ground and God's the name <laughs> I know it's like very religious guy you know everything yep. about his life was you know religion and the whole thing and the discipline the structure he talked about and the whole thing and he found out he has like 11 kids and nine different women so like, <laughs> yeah god bless him you know? so there's a lot of times where people will hide behind religion because they're doing something they're not supposed to do like it's kind of like a a way of like, when kurt, like when, kurt franklin, when kurt franklin was addicted to porn and everybody was like we'll forgive him because he's kurt franklin and he made so many good gospel hits for us but he was like the guy know, did imagine me oh the, you Kurt Franklin, the one that did yeah, uh, Stomp. Like, oh, the people say Stomp. Yeah, yeah. I know, think he did a song, day. Imagine Me. Um, and but this he, is, re- dude, redid This Is It. That guy? Yeah, he's like a gospel kind of rapper. Gospel, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it. And he was just wow. talking. He was like a hype man, and everyone yeah. else would do all the work. But what he did was he was like addicted to porn, and his wife and him were on Oprah. And she's like, he was asking me to do the weirdest things with like chains uh, and whips. And he's like, I-, I was addicted to porn, Oprah. I couldn't help it. Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Can't have- so, I mean, the Ray Lewis situation, like him changing his life i'll let it go he was you know I, i'm not going to get too much into it yeah as far as like the religious part i know he's probably hiding something hernandez will probably end up doing something uh soon similar yeah like he has to do of, something well, to make himself of... look like a more of an innocent person when you're in the limelight and you do something that's negative you have to do something to flip it and uh examples are ray lewis and uh, you know these people uh, um r kelly was one Remember, R. Kelly did the whole peeing on the 14-year-old girl on video. Yeah. The sex tape leaked. And then in order to get people to forget about it, he dropped this amazing-ass album. Like, this amazing album with Step in the Name of Love and all the stuff that had people be like, yeah, he's a good guy. And then he dropped a gospel album. Because you can hide behind religion when you do the worst thing. Right. Because you, people are afraid of God. Well, and they're yes, afraid I, of religion because they're afraid of blasphemy. So what you do is you do something bad and you be like, oh, but I'm going to tell you this because God told me. Uh, They're like, oh, we can't touch him. We can't. You really think touch him. Uh, that Tim Tebow showed up since he's now a patriot Aaron Hernandez house with a bucket of holy water or in a, <laughs> in a baseball bat and said, Aaron, I'm going to beat the devil out of you right now. <laughs> you can run, but you cannot hide from the devil. I'm going to save you, Aaron. I'm going to save you. We're gonna stop you from becoming an incubus. We're gonna do. We're all let's let's all kneel and pray to Tom Brady right now. 
because they said I'm not allowed to pray. I'm not afraid to God anymore. I'm here. As long as I'm here, I have to pray to Tom Brady. <laughs> Thank you, please, praise God. Please, Tom Brady. Please, Tom Brady. Put that cell phone together. I always something. thought Rob to Gronkowski was the dumbest tight end on the Patriots, but it turns out <laughs> Aaron wins. <laughs> Aaron wins. You've got you've got yeah. Gronkowski. You know the Mardi Gras with a, a freshly repaired. Uh, uh, wrist and a broken wrist, and he's 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 doing you know jello shots <laughs> and and carrying dudes like hoisting human beings. Like, dude, you're hoisting. what are you what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and then and now I mean, they're they're in the Patriots are in real trouble because their offense like, is tight end oriented. Oh, it's very need, tight. End wouldn't it be funny? Need those Krakowski, guys uh, with the Willow Hills. What they, yeah, Woodland Hills guy, yeah. really? Yeah. Wonder if he's like that much of a dope. Wouldn't it be funny, John? You, just, you you gave me a picture of him going, you know, hey, Aaron, sorry about your phone breaking <laughs> and your security <laughs> system in the same week. That sucks. <laughs> and I love Gronkowski's game, but if you're rehabbing an injury and trying to get healthy for the next season, what are you doing out partying? Can't, Hoisting other player, uh, other other. Well, because beer. because your competition just shot a guy in the head. I guess he's thinking, I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm you, the starter. You got it. You got it. You know, there's no fighting for that position oh anymore. My God. Yeah, Hernan- I mean, well, I mean, you know, Hernandez is going to have to salsa dance or pray to Jesus in the middle of the field or something. To we're going to be people back on the side. We're going to be reading about this for the next few months. I'm sure, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going. It's going to go down. I'm. I'm like curious to see how this turns out. Because like this is a star. I mean, he's forty million dollar contract. This is an obscure guy. This is you know, right. And Tebow drew attention already being you know signed to the Patriots or well the Patriots are the Patriots they don't need Tebow to. You know. I think he's going to get some snaps at tight end. That's what they said. That's the rumor. Yeah. Would not surprise me. Oh, because uh, yeah, Bill's good for that. He'll put you at whatever position is. Oh, needed. sure, man. Remember he did it. To, Troy, it Troy Brown. Brown. Troy, Troy Brown, Brown went and played D back. He delivered. played both. He was wide out in D back. Did it? Yeah, Maybe it's Deion amazing. Sanders. It's amazing. He was able to do that. Yeah, it's well, you know. This will not end well. No, no. It was definitely. Will, if 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 anyone has ever looked guilty, this guy looks guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. saying he did it, but I'm saying that he's involved somehow. <laughs> That's true. Well, handing over to broken phone and broken security, man. It's like you said, he got to go to talk to OJ. Oh, he OJ be like, sorry, Johnny Cochran ain't here with us anymore. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's the only way. <laughs> Which was brilliant. Johnny Cochran. Say what you want about him. He was fucking brilliant back then. Oh, Remember yeah. that? With the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, <laughs> Cochran was the man to get someone off like that. Yes, it yeah. was amazing. He was amazing. Oh man, well, hey, let's well, say what. Since we're talking uh, in a weird roundabout way, sports twisted. I guess we should say. Let's go to Mike Wysocki with twisted sports. Well, uh, like you mentioned, they had the recent death of James Gandolfini. Overshadowed by that, also was the uh, the um, tragic death of a uh, Slim Whitman. He was only. Oh wow. Uh, only 90 years old. I um, didn't know that. Poor Slim, yeah. He's up there yodeling with God right now. <sighs> and um, I haven't been this upset since the death of race car driving legend Dick Trickle, mm. who also died recently. And, and actually, Dick was actually a pretty good driver, from what I understand. He overcame the stigma of having the name Dick Trickle. <laughs> <laughs> so... I talked about Johnny Dickshot and Rusty Koontz, not exactly stellar <laughs> careers, but it must be tough to get pumped when you go to the, you know, you go to bat or to the free throw line and people are giggling. As Winnipeg's Jet player Grant Klitsum 
C-L-I-T-S-O-M-E is now finding out. Of course, the good thing about Klitsum is he's sometimes hard to find on the ice. But um, <laughs> usually having a dirty name means you're not going to be very good in sports. For example, uh, this, this name was once heard at the Philadelphia Kings PA announcer said, at guard 6'3 from San Francisco, Chubby Cox. <laughs> was his real name? Yes, Chubby Cox. He is actually related to, he is, uh, Kobe Bryant is his uncle, which is pretty weird. I did research for this. I got a video called Chubby Cox, but there was very little basketball. It was, it was pretty gross, and I, uh, I almost turned it off. Um, <laughs> Chubby Cox only lasted seven games in the NBA. B.J. Johnson. Standout wide receiver at Texas, but uh, further cursed by being drafted by the Detroit Lions. Never made it to the NFL, and his name was B.J. Johnson. Uh, Dick Pohl played five years in the bigs, compiling a 25-37 and record with an ERA over five. Richard Henry Pohl, and he went with Dick. Um Surrendering Reggie Jackson's 300th home run and taking a line drive off his jaw that floundered into the third base dugout and scored two runs to lose the game are the only two things worth noting in his career. And I believe to be the worst name of all time you might remember, Pete Lecoq. Yes. Mm -hmm. His real name was Ralph Pierre Lecoq. <laughs> and I don't know why he added Peter to that name when he's already had the Lecoq. His dad was Peter Marshall, the host of Hollywood Squares, who smartly changed his last name <laughs> from Lecoq to Marshall. Now, oh, I understand so the pressure, maybe the family name, you're proud of the heritage, but not when your last name is Lecoq. The family crest <laughs> is a fleur-de-lis with a dick on it. Now, there's a couple people that kind of made it a little bit. There was an Olympic swimmer mm. named Misty Hyman that overcame that and uh, went on to, I think, win a bronze in the 2000. Harry Colon played in the NFL for about yeah. seven seasons. Yep. He managed to get through it. But most uh, of the time, it, it usually doesn't work out. And there is a college football player at East Illinois State right now named Lucius Pousse. I don't know if that's <laughs> Luscious or Lucius is his first name, and his last name is P-U-S-E-Y. Oh, God. You got to be a tough guy when that's your name. He's a linebacker just like Dick Buckus. <laughs> wow, that was awesome, Mikey. Fantastic, Very nice, man. Fantastic. The man. There was a football player named Fair Hooker for the uh, Fair yeah, for the Browns. Back Fair in. Hooker. There was also a Johnny Glasscock in the 1880s. Which really? Uh -huh. Are you kidding? In that era too? Could you imagine? Glass you know that the announcers. You know with that the goes Glasscocker on in. <laughs> That's awesome. Glass. What was the other? What was the guy you said, John? Uh, Fair Hooker. Fair Hooker. Yeah. And Johnny Glass. And yeah, we never seen that on Facenda, right? You no. Know? It was a cold day <laughs> at Lambeau. <laughs> Glasscock goes around N, only to be upended by Derek Pussy or Luscious yeah. Pussy. Whatever. What's the guy's name? Luscious. P U S E Y is his last name. So. Pussy. Wow. Maybe it's Pussy. God, that's amazing. Keith no, Jackson no. pass away? Um. Uh, Wayne? Keith Jackson. The, you know everything. Uh, Did he hear any of that? I think that's a good. Is he dead or not? Oh, yeah. Is he dead or not? Yeah. Uh, I'll Google it. 
Uh, one of the greats. I could believe either way, but one I of the thought greats, I heard man. him like I last year, well, maybe. Well, that yeah, was, that yeah was, like maybe a year. Yeah, but yeah, 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 I've already yeah. forgotten. Well, you shame know what, on though? Me. Well, no, uh, Johnny, it's, it's funny when you mention it. It's like one of the that type of an announcer is gone, man. There's no one quite like that. Uh, that you know the the just Jackson's generations uh, of yes. you know like. Like my dad, well, Howard Cosell. Yo, he's still alive. Oh, he's okay. he's, he's oh, eighty-four good. years old. Keith, way to go! Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. This guy's still alive. He's he's gonna call you. Still doing. I'm still, still alive. Damn it. Still yeah. kicking. The greatest thing I ever heard Keith I mean, Jackson say was, uh, uh, he was talking about Stephen Davis, the running back from Auburn, and he yeah. goes, "Oh, let me tell you about Stephen Davis. <laughs> he's a real eighteen-wheeler. He can really haul it." <laughs> 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 he's a real 18 wheeler that's, really that's that's why I, I loved Cosell man because he was one of the first you know him that same era that, that, where he would just say things that just everyone was kind of thinking and and they do that now all the time but you know when I was a kid on football games it was always like painting everybody as like really great you know mm. but Cosell on Monday night football I'll never forget I was like 12 years old and this guy I think his name was Jarvis. I almost remember what he said for the Detroit Lions. Detroit, he drops like four passes, and it was raining a little bit. And I remember uh, Gifford and Meredith covering for this dude. And he's like, uh, "Well, you know, uh, it's really, really little slick out there. Just drop that four <laughs> pass there." And Gifford goes, "Yeah, it's really hard when you're playing at night and the lights." And Coastal goes, "No, no, that man." Has spoons for hands. <laughs> like, wow. wow, that is great. I was like, my God. No. Yeah. No. No. That was, yeah. So, you know, you get pe- more and more people can you know, say what you want now, I mm-hmm. guess. But, I mean, there's just to have that unique character. That, Vince Scully's yeah. one of the last guys, man. Like, Vince Scully is one of the last colorful. Yes, I, I, give, I, I, put, I give a nod to Bob Costas a little bit. I like Costas. For this, for this generation now. Although three out of four of his stories uh, begin with, in 1965, Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Mantle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is so fixed. You either love or hate Brent Musburger. I do like him. Yo, I, I don't think I was ever alive. What people for Brent Musburger? <laughs> no, Musburger's still alive. <laughs> the Saturday no. afternoon games, Terry. <laughs> no, I mean this is, the only, Costas, this is the only right? person. Bob Costas yeah, is still alive. I know, I know Bob Costas just covered the Olympics. <laughs> but I mean, we're just saying all these people, and I'm like, yo, man, hold on. Would you just uh, come out of a coma last year? Like the the last person I remember is like when I was like six. Dennis Miller uh, uh, doing Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. No, that's probably. He had some great older. lines. They hated him, but well, he had some great lines. One of the things he said is that Sean Landetta, <laughs> back to punt. You know, not a lot of people know this. Sean Landetta invented the punt. <laughs> He's been around for 22 years. I thought, yeah, I thought they were a little too hard on Dennis. Oh yeah, they didn't give him a chance, man. He would have. He was. He was getting better and better. Was, yeah, I thought he was really good. It was because he was end. a comedian. That's what the problem. Well, yeah, was. people they, go. He must not know his ball yeah. if he's if that's not his back. And they were so yeah. wrong. I know because I, I know known Dennis for years. Grew up yeah. in Pittsburgh, and I, know that, and I tell you, no one. Knew yeah. Oh yeah. Football, baseball, basketball, and he. I mean, he was like a freaking. You know, he's like computer, kind of like Wayne with the, with the numbers and things like that. You know? <laughs> oh, and and, and <laughs> that's and, true, Wayne. I mean, people are people that just know trivia or can know things absorb it and he was like and, and he would put like obscure sports references in his act i know he, he had a reference to les josephson and uh <laughs> and gus triandos and orioles you know just these yeah. really out there like 
you really have to know sports to even know what he's talking about. You know, and, and I mean, get the, just real quick, get back to Coach Sell. There's documentaries on him on HBO and Showtime, Terry, and you'd love this guy. I mean, the thing about him was, like I said, he, he just said things that were that, just on the, his mind. That's the main NFL he, guy. He, well, he was Monday he, Night Football. They consider he was him big. like the voice of. Well, Facendo, yeah, more narration, but this guy, yeah, yeah exactly. He would do more. He was he was the guy who Ali credited with bringing him into the mainstream that Ali and him he were like an act whenever they would yeah. you know whenever he do fights so he's a boxing guy uh, he did everything and I'm not kidding I was watching this guy it was an old it was ESPN classics about a year or so ago and I'm watching this tennis match now this is you got you definitely won't remember this I was a kid when this was going on I'm watching the tape it was Billy Jean King against a guy named Bobby Riggs oh, Billy yeah. Jean King is the the dominating female tennis at the time okay winning Wimbledon's and everything this guy Bobby I think his name is Bobby Riggs Bobby Riggs is that yeah. a name right yeah. Johnny Bobby Battle Riggs of the sexes yeah he was a great tennis player during his day he's probably 60 at the time he says in an interview I could kick her ass on the court to Bill, uh, the Billie Jean King and she's in her prime She they challenge each other and they're going to have a match between the, like a, this older guy and the dominant player of, of tennis and I don't know if it was even or, or not. I think he actually was it even. It was an even type game. It was any type of she thing beat with the lines. him. She did beat him, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, well, no, I mean, I remember watching. I meant as far as the lines or something. There's something to do with doubles or singles. Oh, lines. right, right, right. I think it was. The, the, Is it just standard? Yeah, I think. It was uh, okay, standard. I was wondering if it was any kind of adjustments. But anyway, so Riggs against uh, a King. And they have the tape on. I'm watching on Classic ESPN Classic, and Cosell's the narrator, man. They made it like a, a Howard Cosell doesn't you know he knows everything about football he knew a lot about you know boxing man he knows shit about tennis right <laughs> and you could tell he's struggling but he had the greatest line ever now remember this is every feminist in the world is watching this right because Billy Jean King is representing women going to beat this guy I swear to God this is what he said at one point and this is on Saturday afternoons I'm laying there on the couch and I literally rolled off the couch laughing because at one point he's struggling to say stuff. And Billy Jean King, they put a close up on her, right? And she has this like kind of, you know, the, the, like a mullet with this like wire rim glasses, like a little bit. And, and he actually says, out of nowhere, it's real quiet. And you hear Cosell go, you know, Billy Jean King, what a fabulous tennis player. You know, if she, t- <laughs> swear to God, he said, you know, if she took her glasses off and grew her hair out, she'd be one attractive woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was man. awesome. That's, That's hilarious. That is too funny. All the feminists watching. It. Oh, too. my God. Yeah. Just the way you said it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Dull her up a little bit. And you've got a playmate there. <laughs> Tara, you have a strange story. I know, man. Let's get Terry's strange story of the week. You always have. You always got some crazy story yeah, to give me, uh, so share it. This is uh, Terry's tales, um, because I always have something weird happen. You do. You always these find are these the weird tales, stories. The tales. You know, Tara come in and say, Jimmy, did you I hear like this? this should be like a children's theme in the background. No, we should play something. Freaky yeah. Tales by Too Short. Oh, right. Right. Oh, there you go. We should that, call this segment Freaky Tales. Freaky Tales. Freaky Tales. That's a good the one. Tales. Terry's Freaky that's Tales. Freaky. Yeah. Um, there was a burglar mm-hmm. um, who was, uh, he broke into somebody's house, okay? And yeah. this was in New Zealand. And while he was stumbling uh, in the dark, uh, trying to rob shit, uh, what happened was he found a dead body hanging in the dark as he was snooping around the house. So this a guy, dead body in a, the house. A he was dead robbing? body. He was trying to <laughs> rob the house, and what happened was the burglar bumped into the dead body and screamed like a bitch, and it alerted 
the neighbors yeah. and the commotion in the house and everything was going on. And uh, what ended up happening was he had uh, rang to the police and then he reported himself. Like, yo, look, I was trying to rob this house, yeah. <laughs> but I found a dead body and it scared the hell out of me. And then the neighbors like freaked out. So what ended up happening was uh, they were saying it was like very unusual for a burglar to just break into a house and find a dead body. Why was body there a dead body in there? Um, it looks like somebody's killed uh, over or like the owner. No, no, no. It was uh, it wasn't anything like that. I Somebody guess what happened somebody? was uh, let's see. Did they live near Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was Hernandez. He was in New Zealand at the time instead of being here. Um, no, what ended up happening was they said he was just like you know it was in the it was dark. He was in there and there was a dead body hanging. They didn't say anything about like if it was a suicide attempt or if it was anything where uh, because they said the death of the man, his age, like it was unknown. And they said it was just like suspicious, so they don't know if someone killed this guy. Wonder if or he took. What, wonder if they could burgle. Well, he, well, at least he didn't steal anything, huh? No, no, no. I mean, what, <laughs> what could you guilty. do? You can't really steal at that he, he point. He felt like, guilty. You found a dead body in the yeah, house. Yeah, man. Like, it's like that's it. It was hanging. So they're trying to figure out. Smart like, enough to guy. call the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he reported himself too. Well, yeah, he would have ended up right. I mean, they would have his prints all over the place if he yeah. leaves. You'd rather have a breaking and entering than a murder charge. I found it hilarious that they had. I found it hilarious that his screams is what got the neighbors to pay attention. Like you're yeah. robbing someone's house and then your screams is what brings the attention for the police to come. <laughs> for some reason, that's hilarious to me. There's a body in there. Yeah, I mean, that's like the town where that burglar, I don't know if you heard about this, there was a burglar that broke into someone's house and he was hiding. And then when the couple came home, uh, the husband had said some funny joke. And the burglar laughed upstairs, and that's how he got caught. Oh, really? Because uh, it was so funny. Uh, I want to know what the joke was. I'm yeah, I still do too. searching. Yeah. We got to find out what it was. Like, I've been searching break. all over to find out what this joke was, but the burglar was upstairs, and he got caught because he was laughing hysterically. Well, that's like, how oh, someone. With a burglar walking under the body and stuff, man, that would just, yeah, that'd be just horrible to walk in. I mean, because you're, you're a criminal, and you just well, happen anybody. to yeah, yeah, like, bump into crime again. You know what I mean? I, you know, speaking of since we're on crime stuff and all that, I, my wife, the crime she makes me watch Lifetime. Oh. I always say it tortures me, the Lifetime channel. But she, I watched this Jody Arias story is on Lifetime. John and I were talking about yeah. before we started it. Like, people are talking about this movie, right? On, on yeah. Lifetime. I, it was I don't know that case. much about it. And I, I didn't see the, the movie, but. Uh, I, I knew I know that it's everyone was talking. Yeah, about I, this. I I watched the movie. I didn't know much about it either beforehand. Okay, I heard her name. I knew the trial was going on and stuff. Yeah. And I knew she, you know, whacked her boyfriend and all, killed him. But it's the wildest. She was smoking hot. Like they, you know, they showed the real pictures of her too, or whatever. Afterwards, it's like this follow up thing. Beautiful girl, like stunning. Right, can get any guy she wants. He's like a motivational speaker. Like thirty years old. She's maybe twenty five or six. Sees her in Vegas, just like stand ups or whatever, right? You see a beautiful girl, you sure. talk. He starts talking, and within like a month, they're like hanging out every night and every day, or whatever. But it was funny. The weird part was he was like real religious, like he came off that way anyway, like as a Mormon. Mm-hmm. He's Mormon, and and all of a sudden, he breaks it off with her, according to the way the movie went. She starts like kind of stalking him. Then the sex was so freaky. That she couldn't stop. He had to go back with her. He's crazy as she was. And I mean, this kid, this chick was batshit crazy. 
mm-hmm. and he didn't care because the sex was so good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she slashed his tires. Crazy girls did have things. The best sex. So, exactly. <laughs> and then as soon as the cra- he was, she was getting crazy girl sex. Exactly. <laughs> and we all guys are. Yeah, I know where he's he's getting crazy girl sex, which doesn't matter what she does, and it didn't matter because she could. And he even gave the old line. We know this when you're at the the, the crazy girl sex. She's there, and you know she. It could be bad, and he goes, "You get me, okay?" And I thought, "Oh man, it's that's trouble." So she's taking pictures and stuff, according to the movie. She's t- and he's in the shower, and they're taking all these pictures and stuff. And lab. She has a knife behind her back and stabs him twenty-seven fucking times. Whoa. Oh, I bet it was slits his l- throat and then shoots him in the fucking head oh, out of nowhere. Damn. They were together. They <laughs> oh, made up. Shit. And oh, the best God. part was, he probably he made ate it. It was crazy girl sex he was expecting. Right, because mm-hmm. she comes in the room, yeah. boom, and but she she stabbed me, shot him in the back of his head. And- you cannot blame this guy because you know when you get crazy girl sex, you can't think. Man, when you right? get crazy girl sex, it's crazy. You know, right? It, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> she has a knife. You be like, good. Oh yeah, you wouldn't you know she's gonna stab you. I you know. just go. This he is something crazy. You probably thought it was crazy. worth it. <laughs> yeah, thought, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> this is the Jason Friday the Thirteenth routine we're gonna do. This is, the, this is to cut the restraint. <laughs> yeah, this is psycho <laughs> all over. Yeah, again. this is psycho. Exactly. Ooh, we're gonna. Re- I guess you're gonna be Norma Bates. Yeah, we're gonna reenact <laughs> psycho. Or so. Exactly. You're not even gonna think like that, right? What was her defense on this? Oh man, it was crazy girl defense. How do you get 27 <laughs> stabs She, she, he didn't know what was happening. Like it, according, uh, like I said, this is from, I guess, the, I think they took it from like the court documents and shit. She is taking pictures of him. He's in the shower and they're into some kinky shit, these two, right? Yeah. So he's just thinking, this is like I said, role playing or some shit. So he goes, oh, make a muscle. Because he goes, hey, lean up. Show me this bad the back. He's, as soon as he, he turns around. She just fucking starts stabbing. He looks stunned. I mean, it, I guess yeah. to reenact the way he would probably have thought, <laughs> right, which was, this is not the way this game was supposed to go, <laughs> you know, or what's next? And But then she just keeps at it. Now, he was still alive. I mean, she, like, drags him out of the tub, and she, and then she has her handprint on the wall. She drags him back into the tub. But wait, they show her, like I said, this must be according to court documents. They show her sli- slicing his neck. Shooting him in the head, post mortem, because they said the blood didn't come out, so he was already bled out. She drags him back into the shower. She leaves. She goes to her grandmother's house. She's gone for five or six days, and the police get there. Obviously, friends find it first. The guy, the guy, his roommate or something. So the police are there, and they can't figure out what is going on. One police officer opens up a uh, a washing machine clothes clothing washing machine yeah there's a camera in there with bloody clothes <laughs> so she left the camera the the crazy girl oh god in the the washer and she put it through a cycle thinking that this is not you know they don't have technology to, to get Wait through it this did not apparently she never in, a, in her breaks of having sex watch csi or anything because they got that in two seconds right they cleaned it up they put it in a computer they start figuring out the images they see pictures of her they see and here's the weird part when she dropped the cam she dropped the camera at some point and when she dropped it it took a picture of him on the ground with her leg and hand dragging him oh my god they literally a guy goes we never had a murder case like this where the murderer actually took a picture of themselves in the act (laughs) wow they go and arrest her he's got the photos there and I saw after the movie, 
they show the actual interrogation. Yeah. And she's sitting there, and the guy goes, Joe, were you, were you there in, in his house? And she goes, no. He goes, wait, you're saying you weren't even, you're not at the Tra- Travis and this guy's Travis's house? No. I haven't seen him in a while. She goes, well, he goes, well, what do you, Jody, I have photos here of you dragging him in the tub. <laughs> he goes, I got your palm print. I got overwhelming evidence saying you were there. She goes, oh, yeah, maybe I was there, but <laughs> she starts changing her story. He beat me. She, she ended <laughs> up with that one. But here's the second story. After they arrest her, she's awaiting trial. They put her on 48 hours or something. She does an interview. She comes up with two gunmen came in. Here's their story. She goes, she goes her and Travis are in the bathroom, and they're taking photos or something. And, <laughs> yeah, doing their crazy oh, girl God. sex game thing. And he, she says she hears a noise, and she said two guys broke in, and they, 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 shoot, they shoot him or something. Okay, now don't forget, they found one bullet right in him. So she goes that he she goes, come on, let's go, Travis. We have to get out of here. <laughs> he says, my legs can't move. They finish him off, she says. Then she says they're arguing over what to do to her. They put a gun to her head, she says. They pull the trigger. The gun goes off and doesn't shoot her. She goes, I don't know much about guns, but maybe they're out of bullets or something. I'm thinking there's one fucking shot. In the guy, yeah. about a, what they go to do a hit with one bullet? It was a fucking Barney Fife to hit man. Yeah, so, right. yes, yeah, so I'm like, that's crazy, right? So, so she goes to this whole crazy story, and, they, and, and you know what? She's so hot, you kind of believe her for a second. Then <laughs> she gets the trial. She had to change, like you said, that he was abusive. She said, and all she tried every. She said she he was into kitty porn and shit. She's trying everything she could. Sure, you, you know what they is? put her away though. They cut. They sold yeah. through it. You know what that is. The, now, crazy girl sex. Anyone that's ever had it, anyone listening, and anyone in this room, you know, crazy girl sex is the yeah. best sex. Even if you're doing the work, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's and you don't expect she's crazy you, as hell. Yes, and it's just amazing. Now, uh, my thing is when she was saying that she wasn't there and she didn't do it. That's the typical uh, ability. There's a there's a special ability that women have where they'll do something, and what they'll do is. They'll act as if they didn't do it. They'll believe their own lies. Yes. And that was mm-hmm. that special ability that women have that she tried to use on the court system. For example, if a guy cheats on his woman, you're going to get caught because if you run into that girl, you'll probably feel awkward because men, we can't handle that. We can't really hold our like feelings and emotions and we might go into some weird frantic mode. Now, your woman could cheat on you and be in the same vicinity as the man that she cheated with, but she'll pretend as if she's just meeting him for the first time because they believe their lies and they tell themselves, hey, I didn't cheat. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Oh, yeah, I really didn't do it. It's like the special mechanism that women have. I, you know, well, you know, I think that's what she was using. She you know, was using the yeah, special ability. Well, you're right, but, I mean, we all know the crazy girl sexes and stuff, but you know in, in the world, I'm sure – do we think she's that bat chick crazy to stab him twenty seven times? That's, that was the that was the breaker. That's, that was crazy. Who's the other hot murderess? The the one <laughs> from murderous. the one from like England that maybe killed someone. Do you remember that story? Hot murderess. There's, there's so England. many of them. Do you man. remember? They be fine as hell. Wayne the intern. Hot murderess. England. Hot murderess. England. You know <laughs> we got remember that story. <laughs> what, 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 what happened, man? I, well, I, it, I, that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. All I know is she was super smoking super hot. hot, and she got in trouble in England for like allegedly killing her. 
boyfriend or something like that, and she was just smoking hot. Real, yeah. We gotta look this up. I'm, I'm looking look at, at mur- it hot, now. Type in hot Crazy murderous, murderous, hot chick murderer, <laughs> England. Put England. It. She's gonna come chick. up. Lingerie photos of her. I should, I should. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know I, we were going to be talking about well, this today. Or I, I know. Well, I know it came yeah, out of nowhere. You know what's funny is uh, that's true. It's true. Hot chicks, though. Come on. The girl looks like Megan Fox running at me with scissors. Wouldn't you just go, aw. She's, hey, she's Ari- a lot of caffeine Ariel, today. Ariel Castro. She just stabbed me once and a little winged me. Right? You're, you're going right. to give her a break if she just cut you a little. Mm-hmm. So this just happened? Yeah, about a year ago. About a year right. ago? Oh, this one's a year ago. This is, I think. Oh, okay. So she's. Yeah, I mean, well, the, you'll see. Jody Ayers, well, she actually is really hot, but the photos in the trial, you know what it is. Once you once you kill someone, they have to bring you to like look like a librarian. Oh, right. So the jury go, well, a librarian would never kill someone like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no way. She wears glasses. <laughs> yeah, and man. little makeup. People wear a little makeup and glasses don't kill people. <laughs> That's the look she has. Yeah, it was it was amazing, though. I mean, that, that, well, I mean, obviously, that story captivated the country, right? We've been... People have been following. There's people mm-hmm. who follow that shit all the time. One, you know, Nancy Grace built a career around it. <laughs> She's angry. Oh man, these these. Like- she turned him into a Pez dispenser. People. Oh my god. Jesus, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> there's been some crazy women going on. I mean, there's the whole situation with uh, Paula Dean. Oh, good point. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. Right, to pa- Paula Dean. Who is a racist, y'all? <laughs> she said the N word. Yeah. Nutrition. <laughs> I, I think if she said nutrition, people would be more happy. Oh my Remember god! Remember, she got flack for uh, her meals and stuff being too fatty. Oh, everything like, was butter oh, on it. We're gonna make diabetes. Everything got butter on it. We're yeah. gonna make some butter <laughs> soup, y'all. <laughs> I got. I swear, I took Lipitor watching a fucking show. <laughs> Did you guys hear, like, the full story? No, or? what was the full story? I just heard that she had said, I guess she said the N-word or she admitted She's it. in she court right that. now. There's a former employee who's trying to sue her, and they're trying to sue her because of the fact that she was using the N-word, just throwing it around like it was nothing. Hmm. And she was doing it at, like, events that this uh, woman was at. Um, and what ended up wow. happening was, like, she would be like, oh, well, you know. Like, I'm uh, personally, I'm not a fan of the word uh, I don't like to use it, you know, publicly for real, for real. Right, I don't, right. I don't even use it on stage because I feel like because well, first cause of all, that was because you're a smart black man yeah. and you're, you think it's degrading. <laughs> I do think it's degrading, and you know, like Richard Pryor did it in a different way. Richard Pryor used the N word on stage because he was doing some civil rights type stuff. Like, well, he took the power out of the word, but it's, but it's for respect me, for for someone for uh, uh, every culture. I grew up in a, in, well, in a strip district with mixed races. Uh, you know, Italians, Polish, African American families. And we grew, I grew up at dinner with the fam- all our families and stuff. And I got to tell you, when you hear, you know, there's Italian slurs, there's Polish slurs, yeah. there's African American slurs, and you know what? It's not right. It, you know, yeah. it, there's no reason for it. Uh, it's just is it's just it just isn't right. It's mean spirited. It comes from, you know, an, a very negative place. And and that, I think that's where the you know the origin of feelings we're trying to say are as far as you know Paula Dean saying that because she's put herself up as a role model as somebody that mm-hmm. we're spo- people were supposed to follow. She's supposed to be every woman, right? She's supposed to be every old grandma or whatever <laughs> makes butter fucking soup or whatever. <laughs> and then she comes out and she shows that you know I mean hey she's human. Whether she, that's between her and God to forgive or whatever 
you know, I we I don't know if she's racist or not. I mean, we don't no, know that, but here, she did say something that came from a very but negative it, racist isn't place. Isn't one of the other saying, things that all. she said they they had parties and she dressed the servants up as slaves? She, well, what? she wanted mm. to. The thing was, she oh, I didn't did. hear this. Yeah. 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 Fuck her all day. I didn't get to finish. I didn't get to finish. She's batshit fucking crazy. She's not hot, but she can cook. But but I think what's going on with with Dean though too is. Like I said, you know, Tara, she made a uh, hundred million dollars off an empire, yeah. given an image of who she is, a reflection of who she is. Well, you know what? She's not maybe you know when you hear when you hear that which she's where she's coming from, saying stuff like that, it, it, no phrase. Hey, she, it's false advertising. She's it, not this genuine. Right, kind-hearted but is, little lady you, making butter soup. But she and was shit. born She's, in 1947 right. from a, a small town in Georgia that has like a hundred thousand people. That, so there's nothing. There was no way that I was watching that show. Like she doesn't say the n word. Yeah, right. There was right. Nothing. Right. We live in this era of of like such denial that people are just but this, are, 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 they don't understand obvious things like. Paula, oh really? Paula Dean might be a racist. You know, she lives on a plantation or whatever. <laughs> or, or, oh, I can't believe the government is wiretapping our telephone calls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they then, are. Then don't come off as a fucking warm lady cooking for me. Come off as you know whatever. She, she's if she's isn't it? Uh, isn't know? it? Well, I mean, it's false honest. advertising. She, yeah, she, you if know you're what? An, if she's an asshole like that or racist, I, then, I, I'll give her props. Uh, don't can't. sell shit to me because I, you know, I don't want to buy off her. And her apology, it was a train wreck, too. Oh, the one on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you I see didn't that? see it. Oh, oh God. It is pathetic. Really? She was like, I I was hurting so much that I couldn't, I was physically hurt, so I couldn't go see Matt Lauer today. I apologize to Matt No, she Lauer. didn't say that. <laughs> I yeah, swear yeah. to you, I can't. Oh, she, she's probably so, like, does it, yeah, right, having the clue, you know, now, y'all, I let the help lick the pie when I'm done with the pecan pie. <laughs> I'm a good person. And I hear there's even a second apology video <laughs> where she goes, I even have a black friend. And no, she like, did oh, not. Yeah. And she, she brings him, oh, and she brings oh, him no. to stand oh, here. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> some, some black dude that's, like, that, that's been working for her for years. <laughs> yes, boss. Thank I'll you. Come up yeah. I'll stand there <laughs> Thank next you, Paula. <laughs> Give me my check now uh, for being your friend I mean, this, but, for this video. But, I mean, the, the fact is that I give her props for coming out and saying that she did say it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, look. But but I wait till Tara, it. did she say it because she wanted to cut it in front because this guy was going to come out and say it in court? I mean, honestly. You know, it was a I PR mean, move, maybe? I don't think I it wonder. was a PR move. I think at the end of the day, she could have denied and said she didn't say it at all. And in reality, I mean, there's kind of ways that she might not even really be caught that we know of. Other than, like, I'm trying to see if there's any recordings online that they've dropped yet. Or if, like, anyone, like, you know, right. had her phone recorded or recorded on set. But... I mean, honestly, it was cool that she came out and said she did. She's apologizing. I mean, this goes I back to, like, yeah, yeah. Don Imus situation. The dog said, dog, the bounty hunter said, dog, I think. And you got to look at these people, and you cannot be shocked. Right. right. Fucking it, it, dog has a mullet and fucking <laughs> leather pants on, and he's riding a fucking Harley, and he's shooting black people for a living with pepper spray. There's no <laughs> nothing in my mind makes me go that motherfucker is not racist because first of all we live in America and America makes us racist anyway in a way everybody every each and every one of us has some type of racism in us I mean including myself my grandma is from Alabama she's she is one of the most racist people <laughs> I know she's absolutely hilarious but you can't help it they don't like Paula Dean might not be a mean person 
right. she might not be mean spirited. Just like my grandma ain't mean spirited when she says the shit she says. But they were raised in an era where that's what it was. Well, if you it don't, was, you're right. If you don't experience each other's different cultures and, and exactly. with them, I mean, it was like that for, for you know we, we've seen movies where we know historically, you know, for the Irish, the yeah. Italians, and yeah. Jewish people, and you know a lot of the people persecuted and in, in, in uh, you know there's a lot of ignorance and it's part of our humanity i guess and it just is but paula dean or the dog or whatever you know so I'm, i grew up catholic and i remember that reading saint paul once said best no matter what we how we all make mistakes we said it's written on your heart who you are and yeah. i guess that's what we're going to find out like you know what i mean as time goes on no matter how shitty her apology was or fucked up it was well you kind of know you know what i mean you just I can't put it into words. But you just know, and we'll, and if she is or isn't, it's just going to reveal itself. I know what she could do. What she needs to do is she needs to find R. Kelly, drop a gospel album, okay, yeah. and then find every black house and bake them sweet potato pie, and then uh. on top of that, give gracious money to the NAACP. And Paula Dean, you may be forgiven by the black I think, community. I think <laughs> I like that idea, but I think better uh, her and. Uh, Michael Richards do a sitcom together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Called I'm Not Racist. Hey, I'm, I'm not, not racist. <laughs> I'm not racist. And he'll dog just bust be, in the yeah, door dog like, oh, be the guest oh, star. Oh, oh Paula Dean. Oh. They could do a cover of that accidental racist song together. That yes, which is Paula the worst fucking. Yes. She needs the she needs to go do you to an L, LL concert. Did you did you hear this? The accidental The Accidental Racist song? Yes. yes. Is the worst fucking song oh, ever. And and no yes. neither view is really that good. I mean, it's just like it's a train wreck. It's like a parody in itself. And then LL, first of all, don't ever give LL fucking microphone ever again. He just needs to let it go. LL Cool J is killing his own legacy because he is a legend, but it, lo- it rhymes slowly. Like Mason great Dixon actor. With yeah, he, yeah, he's a great actor, but slowly, every time he gets on the microphone, he's dropping himself down to like Tone Loke and Vanilla Ice status. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> he needs to stop. But Accidental Racist, that would be funny. Paula Dean should do that. With Michael um, Richards. You know, with Michael, with Michael Richards. Richards. That would be a funny lip sync. <laughs> wow. But Michael Richards would probably, because he, he did blackface before. There Michael was a, Richards. There was, a, there was a. They came out when that first happened. They came oh, out no. with you know some You know that was. I think that you may be right, Terry, but I thought it was Ted Danson Ted at Danson the Friars Club. No, he did do that, yeah. and everyone was upset about Is that. It, was it him? Yeah, because Whoopi Goldberg was dating him. Yes, and they was like, "Well, I guess he got a pass." And they was like, "No." What was Ted Danson? <laughs> what was Ted Danson doing dating Whoopi Goldberg? I don't know, man. <laughs> I didn't even know people date Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> like, I didn't know she, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. She's almost, like, asexual I, to I, me. I, like. Yeah, she yeah. is. <laughs> like, she could, like, she could breed herself. Like yes. A, like a frog, she could change her sex. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Whoopi Goldberg. She's a legend. She's a legend, though. She she's is. a legend. She's, she's amazing. <laughs> I don't think she, I don't think she's listening. <laughs> she's going to hear this, and then we're going to get emails like, uh, "I do not look like a frog." <laughs> Whatever you say, I do not. Uh, Yo, for the longest, man. I thought Whoopi Goldberg and Lil Wayne were the same person. But hey, uh, uh, wrapping up the show here, we're just going to let's, let's end with uh, an interview. I got the run into uh, Lonzo Bowden, who was on our sideshow network. And uh, funny dude, he's a very, very funny man. Very funny man. His great podcast and all. We got a chance to. Uh, I got a chance to talk to Josh and I stop by Latitudes, catch his show. If you if you hear he's in your town, definitely go see Alonzo Bowden. He is hysterical. Here's that interview right now at Latitude Forty in Pittsburgh. Here with Alonzo Bowden, 
fellow member of the Sideshow Network, your podcast. Who's paying attention? Listen to. It's it's interesting. I, I'm a little worried though, as a guest on on my podcast, because you said you're funnier on other people's podcasts, and you're you're not as funny on your podcast. You said so. I'm wondering. Are you going to try to not be funny on this podcast? Am I going to be funny on yours? Yeah. Not at all. Not in the least. It, it, makes, be, it makes sense. I'm be dead serious. I'm going to depress everybody listening. To anyone out there, it's horrible here. I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. I'm looking at a dull brown curtain in a sort of gray-green room with a picture of nine ducks on the wall. This isn't even low budget. This is shit left by the people who used to own this place. It's below low budget. It's actually leftover. <laughs> All right. Yes, this is. Uh, it's definitely. It looks like a, looks like one of those. You know, what it looks like looks like one of those therapy rooms that I'm bringing you in. That like you know, it's like. All right, show me where show me where it happened. That's what I was going to say. It looks like one of the, yeah. It's not even a therapy room. It's a kids therapy. It's room. a kids there's therapy a, room. There's a little statue to show where the man touched you, and then there's one of those things where you hammer pegs <laughs> into a board. Mind you, this, this joint we're in, Latitude 40, has some of the most high-tech video games you can imagine. And I'm looking at a hammer with some pegs and a checkerboard with checkers. <laughs> Look it up on the web, kids. Checkers. It's what your grandfather used to do when he was bored. Like, uh, yeah, like millions of dollars outside there. Yeah. But this is the green room, man. This is, this, is the, this is our little closet to get ready, ready to get your game face on for the show. It really makes you say, why did they bother? Honestly, just, we could have we just went ahead and sat at the bar. No, nah, this is cool. It looks like a, it's my first time here. So yeah. it, and, and no one could tell me what Latitude 40 was until someone today said, oh, it's like an upscale Dave and Buster's. So whether that's an insult or a compliment, I don't know. But that I understood it then. But to anyone listening here, no matter what entertainment you thought you might want, it's at Latitude 40. Did you want to bowl? You got that. You want to go to the movies? Got that. You want to watch sports? Got that. You want to watch comedy? Basically, it's a great place to bring a date you don't like. <laughs> hey, how about you bowl while, while I watch a movie? So it's not even a date as much as carpooling. You mean it's for married people? Married, dating. <laughs> someone you just met. Say you, you met, a, met a girl that you don't really like, uh, yeah. but you want to practice. Okay. Bring her to Latitude 40, and then you go to the sports bar and dump her off at the bowling alley. <laughs> you know, uh, listening to one of your podcasts... And I hear you, you said something just off the cuff and you moved on. You know, maybe it was in one of your earlier podcasts, the story of this, but I had to get it as, as a performer because you go, you just went, you were talking about freedom of speech or something and you go, uh, about responsibility with it or something. And then you go, uh, yeah, I was like, when I was at the Palms, I made fun of the Maloose and they just threw me out of the Palms. <laughs> I started laughing. You have to tell me what happened there. Yeah, that is the only place. That I've ever been banned from. And I think I'm banned for life. I'm not oh, sure. Really? But what, and this, I truly believe this. Like when people talk about freedom of speech, I'm like, you can say anything you want, mm -hmm. but if you say the wrong thing, there are consequences, right? And, and right. so I was making fun of what happened was I had a gig at the Palms. And when I got there, and this was, I don't know, six, seven years ago, whatever, when the real world was popular. So the Palms yeah. was the hot spot in Vegas, right? right? But it was a hot spot in Vegas for like 24-year-olds. You know what I mean? Like when I go there, I don't, I don't give a shit if Britney Spears might check in or something like that. So I'm going to check in and the woman at the desk, and you know how when someplace the hot spot, they have attitudes. She's like, we don't have a room for you. Right. Do you have a reservation? And I was like, I don't have a reservation. I have a billboard. Look behind you. Because I was on electronic billboards. And right. I was like, oh, well. We have a room at the Rio, 
And I'm like, I'm not going to be funny at the Rio. I'm going to be funny here. <laughs> You're working. So after some, some of that shit, she finally, they found me a room. So Saturday night I was doing the show yeah. and I was joking about it. And I, and then I started making fun of the Sacramento Kings because they sucked at the time. And then, you know, which naturally led to the Maloose. And it turns out one of the Maloose was at the show. So he was pissed. And so they kicked me out, which I didn't really care. The only thing I thought was chicken shit about it was, mm-hmm. They didn't tell the people who were coming to the second show that I wouldn't be there. So it's like, if you're, if you're going to throw me out, then stand behind what you're doing and tell your, tell them like Alonzo's not going to be here because we don't want him here. That, you that's know? interesting. I didn't realize they, they didn't let you do a second show. I, I, I thought you were like banned after, you know what no. I mean? Like, oh, you don't come back, but this is like right there, like it boom. Was after the first show, before the second show. And it wasn't like old Vegas. See, like if, if this had been the Riviera, They'd have taken me out back, they'd have beaten me, and they'd have brought me back in time for the second show. And that would be the Vegas I could respect. You would have a real bad limp right now. Yeah, but I could respect that. But no, it was, but it was, you know, the the thing with the Maloof brothers, and they've, I've heard since they're really not liked in Vegas because they want to be celebrities. They want to put their name out, but they, they're very sensitive and they don't like anyone making fun of them. And they've, they've been involved in lawsuits for fucking with people and this and that, but, I don't really care because, like I say, I'm not 25. So telling me I can't go to the Palms doesn't exactly break my heart. Do no. you think people just get fucked up? You make so much money and you're a billionaire. I mean, you're worth like $3 billion or something like that. You just get so much to the point where what could excite you, first off, if you're a billionaire, okay? Second off, maybe that maybe it gets to the point where you feel so entitled that one insult or something, it didn't sound like a, you know, so you're making, what do you do, is made fun of the Kings? Yeah, it, that's a basketball of, team, right? No, you're making I'm, fun of, that's not really that political. Either, I made fun of the situation I'm because I'm a comic. And if a situation is weird, you make fun of it. But the thing about them is they inherited the money. Really? So it's, I yeah. I did not know. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they inherited money. Um, they, they've done business and stuff like that. But right. yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. And th- this is the thing about it, especially in Vegas. Like, I don't know who owns the MGM. I don't know who owns Treasure Island. Right. Because it's they, corporations right. or something, right? It's well, corporations, and the guy who's a CEO, he's not trying to be a star. So if you're trying to be a celebrity like the Maloose, mm-hmm. then you have to be a target. Like, you can't, you know, in other words, Kim Kardashian knows people make fun of her. Right. Right? I mean, she's worth, you know, 60 or 100 million or whatever, and she's, she's she, I don't know, I don't even know what she is, but... She understands that, yeah, there's people who love me, people make fun of me. Because right. you put yourself in the public eye, You're gonna that's going to happen. But the Maloofs think that they're like above being made fun of. And it's like, well, I'll make fun of you from across the street. That's from the palms. <laughs> hey, uh, we, we did a, a show a month ago. And uh, every once in a while, we're going to start bringing up the questions from this show. Just maybe one or two from this one show. And it's from the book from a couple of years ago. I said, would you rather? So we just got off on the, all the for, just kept talking, couldn't stop. We just got paging through Would You Rather, so we put a whole show around it. And i got to ask you two of the questions that stand out that I, I'm curious to see. Would you rather, and you have to pick one, okay, and commit to it, uh, go through life with the name Derek Fingerblast or Titty Watson? You know, that's a tough one. I like the sound. I like the ring of Derek Fingerblast. It actually almost sounds like a superhero. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Derek on that. But I have a, a comic friend in L.A., Will Weldon, whose Twitter handle is Big Tits Will, we- Will Weldon, and <laughs> it seems to work perfect. for him. So, But I'm, no, I'm going to stick with Derek Fingerblast. Sounds picked, like a hero. Yeah, I actually picked Derek Fingerblast also. Titty Watson sounds like a NASCAR driver. Yeah, that's, like, right? Yeah, that's and he not, would win. Well, Titty, Titty Watson sounds to me like a like an old R&B singer. <laughs> 
That's old Titty Watson. That was old Titty Watson on guitar. You know that? Yeah, that that Titty Watson. Good. Titty Watson had a big hit in 71. Heroin at There you go. <laughs> Titty got the best up. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, the other one uh, is, and this is, uh, this is even tougher, this one. Would you rather go through life from this point on, you have to choose, with one b- testicle, one ball, or one eye? Oh, I'll go with one ball. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, one nut will do the work or two. It'll just work a little slower. <laughs> one eye, shit's coming at you from the left. Some come at you from the left and take both nuts out. You wouldn't even see it coming. You got to go with one nut and work slow. See, we're different on that. I went with two nuts because I don't know why. I just need the insurance nut. I, I can, and if you know. somebody swings that baseball bat from your blind side, you'd have lost both nuts. You see what I'm saying? You're not <laughs> thinking. blind with no nuts, you're saying. Now you're a one-eyed man with no nuts. That would, not, that would not be good. That How would, are you hosting this show? No, I don't know. I don't know. Lonzo Bowden. I know you got to get ready for the show, man. Thanks for taking some time out to be on the show, man. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, I know you have a CD, I think, coming out, right? Yes, it's out already. It's called He Had Me at Black. I'm going to sell 200 of them tonight after the show. <laughs> Very nice. You get that at iTunes? Yeah. Amazon? All that It'll stuff? Be on iTunes and Amazon. Its actual release date is July 16th. So I'm selling them after shows, but July 16th. And it'll also be available on my website, alonzoboden.com. So, yeah, July 16th. The new CD will be out. LonzoBowden.com. Go there. You'll get everything, right? Everything's there. The whole nine yards, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right. Very funny. Thank you. So that's my sit-down with Alonzo Bowden. Really nice guy. Really funny guy. He's Latitude 40. Killed. His show killed, but uh, he's on the Sideshow Network. And How how about uh, the story about the Maloofs banning him from the Pauls? I thought that as a performer. I was like, wow, man. It's just pretty wild. I mean... If you're hiring a comedian, I mean, you're watching the comedian, mm-hmm. there is a chance he's going to make fun of the room. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty we've good made, chance. We've all made fun of rooms. <laughs> we work, right? Yeah, we, we have we all, to. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of your gig. Even, you know, any club, any theater or whatever, you're going to say something. You're going for the laugh. It's right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Making fun of a basketball team. What do you think about that? What do you guys think about Malou? You think they, they definitely overreact? Do you think... Just billions of dollars. Just yeah, you know those guys crazy. seem like assholes. And I the mean, Kings do suck. And they, well, <laughs> I mean, are, isn't one of those guys on like uh, one of those Real Housewives shows or something? Oh yeah, yeah. One of them loops. You know, anyone the, associated the with that is just a piece. <laughs> Cordell Stewart. <laughs> oh yeah, he was on Atlanta one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, those guys. I think they, you know, take themselves very, very seriously. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. oh, and, too uh, serious, huh? People with money generally do take themselves too serious. That's our goal, guys. We want to get so fucking rich that we're just serious all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that'll make for a great podcast. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, it's we'll, gonna be. We'll come in here, talk about our investments. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> and say fuck it, and go home. The E Trade Podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, talk hey, about bo- how stupid poor people are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, give us your twisted poor people story today. <laughs> well, today. <laughs> I was down the street and <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, to see you talk about that. So they, uh, somebody got dirt on my Versace. <laughs> I saw someone driving a Honda. No. Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? Oh, man. Hey, f- fun show, guys. Fun show. A lot of fun is uh, Jim Cran, No Restrictions. Of course, Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki, and Corey Gale, Frank Mergia, David Settlemeyer, Josh Folio, Wayne the Intern, and myself. Uh, thank you so much for downloading.
You know, getting in good shape can be a real pain in the ass. Searching through 50 different brands and models. Matching new blades to old handles, right? It's, it's horrible. Join our society of smarter men now. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym to get high-quality razors delivered to your door. Just a couple bucks a month. That's all it is. A couple bucks a month. dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym. Join today.